Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in New Jersey. And hopefully the sound of my voice has things going well in your life and in your farm or ranch operation. What I wanted to do is, I before I forget, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Kenneth Bailey from Sydney, Montana. And uh, Mr. Bailey had reached out to me, I guess, a few months ago, and uh, that he was a listener so I could put a pin in my map where my listeners are. If you would like a pin in my map with your name on it, all you have to do is reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. But uh, Mr. Bailey just wanted to tell me that the uh, sugar beet harvest is all done in Montana. It's been done, and the beets are being processed into sugar. and uh, And he just confirmed what you know what we all knew is that that the situation is very dire up there as far as the drought is concerned, and uh, terrible, terrible situation with the cattlemen with no grass, no hay. It's just a uh, a bad, bad, a bad deal. And then, sadly, as I'm sure you all know that there were those terrible floodings, floodings, floods in uh, southern British Columbia and in Washington state. And from what I was able to glean, and I may be wrong, is that the flooding seemed to be worse on the Canadian side of the border than it was on the American side. But I know that uh, the uh, that area is just became devastated. I mean, I saw, picked, I mean, I saw images and videos of it, terrible, and there's so much livestock there, and and there's a lot of poultry houses, from what I understand, dairy farms, and I, and just the devastation, the destruction of the roads and the bridges and everything. I mean, chicken houses underwater. I mean, ter- just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And I know I have a number of listeners in that re- in that region of British Columbia, and my prayers go out to everyone out there, both in British Columbia and Washington State, and uh, that the the good Lord will have mercy upon you and allow that situation to be rectified with a minimum amount of of loss and that those flood waters will recede quickly i mean terrible terrible just heartbreaking and specifically since it's been so dry out there so unbelievable but uh what can we do we just we just move on right do the best we can and move on but please know that my thoughts and prayers are with you and also, on a different note, what I wanted to do is uh, tell you that on my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, we started to post back episodes of the radio show. So it's, if you go to the, if you go to the uh, website and then look at the tab for FMD, for FMD Farm Machinery Digest Radio, and click on that, we are posting the back episodes of the radio show. There's going to be about an inherent two-week lag between when it airs on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147, which is every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern with a replay, but you could go back to the website, and, and that, that will never sunset. Those episodes will always be there, so if you want to use them as a reference, along with my Idle Chatter podcast, that is really what this is all about. It's meant to be a resource for a, a resource for everyone that is listening in the audience. Alrighty, so uh, so check that out, please. And while you're on the website, check out some of the technical articles and the toolbox tests and the other things that are there. So let me see what else what I want. To, well, let me tell you about what today's episode is going to be about. I have a listener and uh, Mr. Mike McGowan. 
And he had reached out to me a few months ago and uh, gave me a pin in my map. And he was originally from Indiana, but lives upstate New York now, if I think Ithaca, New York area, but I may be wrong. And he posed a question to me. And I thought it was a, in modified form, it would be a good topic for a show. And he has a 2016 Mercedes-Benz E250 sedan with the Bluetech diesel and 4Matic, which is four-wheel drive. And it currently bought it new, and it currently has around 150,000 miles on it. And he asked me, he says, what can I do to make it last 500,000 miles? So I'm going to take that as a catalyst from what Mr. McGowan, the question he asked me, and I'm going to do today's show is going to be about what you can do to help make a diesel engine last, whether it's 500,000 miles or 30,000 hours or whatever the application may be. So that is what we are going to talk about today. And I'm going to go through some bullet points on that. And obviously, it'll be application specific to the particular engine brand. But the thing is that we have to realize that equipment is very, very, not only necessary for agriculture, but very expensive. And failures often come at the worst time, both financially and within the growing season. So the so we if we could take that and eliminate any failures, and we will minimize them, then it's going to make a big difference in our bottom line. And that's what this is all about, because it's not what you make, but what you keep that counts. So sit pat during the commercial break, and we're going to be telling you what you need to do to make those diesel engines last almost forever. Marley sang of revolution, faith, and love. Get up, stand up. Now, the Marley family joins with Sirius XM, creating a channel devoted to his music and legacy and the sounds he continues to inspire. Because the music is uh, a godly thing, you know. Bob Marley's Tough Gong Radio, Sirius XM 19. Yeah. And anytime on the Sirius XM app. Hello, this is the Patterson family from Patterson Farm in China Grove, North Carolina. We're here today to let you know that we grow fruits and vegetables, including strawberries, tomatoes, bell pepper, cucumbers, squash and zucchini, and pumpkins. We plan to be here every day and work with, along with our workers to make sure that our fresh produce makes it to your grocery store. Hi, I'm Ethan Leinberger. I'm a produce farmer here in Gaston County, North Carolina. I'm talking to you from the middle of one of our strawberry fields. As you can see, these things are in full bloom. We're going to have a lot of strawberries to pick around here real soon. Uh, I just want to reassure Americans that we're working hard to take care of these plants. We're going to get them picked free of coronavirus. There's not going to be a food shortage around here. We're going to come through this thing as a country and come out better on the other side. RFD TV is proud to feature videos like this. Please keep them coming on social media using the hashtag #StillFarming. And from all of us, thank you for working through these tough times. Turkey season is upon us throughout the country. We talk turkey hunting. We break it down for you, what you need to be wearing and to be hearing from those calls. Share a no-fail wild turkey recipe to make your holiday meal a hit. Updates from the field and outdoor news. This is Beck with the Bend. Join me as we go through those stories and more this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time right here. Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.
Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. You're probably tired of hearing that, right? I guess I get used to saying it. And on today's episode, as I said in the opening statement, in case you're jumping in late, is that we're going to talk about what can you do to make a diesel engine last. And this is going to be diesel engine specific, even though obviously, as you listen to these bullet points, that you could convert them over to gasoline engines, but it's going to be diesel engine specific. Now, keep in mind, we have to define what the term last means. And what I'm basically saying is to have a beyond the normal service life without, my definition is, be a, a, a longer than normal service life without having to open the engine up. And in the industry where we talk about opening the engine up, meaning that you have to pull a cylinder head off of it, you have to pull the oil pan off, put bearings in it, what have you. So basically, in essence, this engine is, we're going to try to make this engine stay sealed, sealed as it was from the factory. And the impetus, as I said, was a listener, uh, Mike McGowan, with his Mercedes diesel, wanting it to last 500,000 miles, and currently has 150,000 miles. But you could apply this to your combine, to your sprayer, to your farm tractor, to the semi that you use to haul grain, to your diesel pickup truck, to your irrigation pump. It's irrelevant. The engine does not know where it is at. And that's, I've always preached that on this show, that the diesel engine, the gasoline engine, doesn't know where it is. Doesn't know if it's on a farm or whether it's in Manhattan, whether it's running a combine, or it's running a taxi cab. I think you'd have a 600 horsepower taxi cab, but who knows, maybe, right? So anyway, you get the drift. But you have to also keep in mind that foundationally, the way you take care of this engine and this piece of equipment needs to start as soon as possible. So if you buy a piece of equipment used, or pre-owned, like they say, that they can't say used, right, to be pre-owned, that uh, how it was taken care of during those those years or miles or hours before you got it is going to be paramount, is going to be the foundation for where you could jump off from. Now, remember, it's never too late to start to take proper care of something. I mean, unless there's a, a connecting rod through the side of the block, it's never too late to start to take care of anything, something. But the fact of the matter is, is that you will always be able to extend its service life, but ultimately you may not get the service life that it would have if you bought it used and the person for the first the first owner did not truly take care of it properly that all makes sense so so we're gonna we're gonna start off we're gonna start off from there so the thing is that also we're not going to talk about ancillary areas such as the transmission the clutch what have you we're talking about in this particular episode we're talking about the diesel engine and not having it have to be opened up and it's uh, seals broken right to repair something so uh now keep in mind also that as this is all up to the run up to this is that the impact of everything i'm going to be talking about is going to occur over time so it's just like if you don't, if you go to bed tonight and you don't feel well and you don't brush your teeth you're not going to wake up the next morning and have cavities all right. If you make a habit of not brushing your teeth, then you will wake up one day and have serious dental issues or anything else in life. So like they say in agriculture, right, take care of the weeds in the perimeter of the field before they come into the field. So, and you know, if you leave them in the perimeter of the field, you come back one day and all of a sudden they're in the field in the cropland. So that same thing happens with engines. So these are all impacts over time. So I got a couple of bullet points here that I want to discuss 
uh, in, in today's episode, I'm going to hopefully work on doing an article on my website so I can expand upon this more than the half hour show allows. But we will go from there and see how it will, we'll, uh, we'll take it and take it from there and uh, shooting from the, from the hip here, right? The first thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to skip over the stuff like change the oil and what have you. So I'm going to touch on that briefly later on in the show, but the, the basic things, uh, you know, you don't need me to tell you. All right. Now, if you've been listening to my show, my podcast, you know, I'm like a soapbox preacher about treating the fuel and treating the diesel fuel with a lubricity additive, something that is going to help support combustion and increase cetane. Now, I'm going to I'm going to reference off the cetane first. A lot of people do not recognize that cetane is the fuel's anxiousness to ignite. So in a diesel engine, the cetane is the anxiousness for, for the fuel to ignite through the heat in the, in the heat in the combustion chamber in the cylinder. Now, why is that so important? Well, obviously, it's important as far as fuel economy is concerned. It's, it's important in the winter time as far as starting is concerned. People worry about just gelling a fuel. Even if you, the fuel doesn't gel, if you have a low cetane fuel, it's not going to be anxious to ignite. Excuse me. Now, what happens is that in the combustion event, there's what's called a reaction zone. So the flame starts and the heat from the burned mixture travels to the unburned region, which is colder. And until that reaction zone is established, what's going to happen is you're going to have ragged flame propagation. And that is why a diesel engine, when it starts an older engine when it's and i'll explain to you why in a second when it starts in the winter time it usually smokes and runs rough for whether it's 30 seconds a minute or two or a minute and a half whatever whatever it is depending upon how cold it is outside because there is no reaction zone started so what happens is the flame the flame starts the combustion starts and then it goes into the colder region and it ignites I mean, ignites, it extinguishes. And until that heat goes and travels across it. So you want, and remember, all of this stuff is over time. It's not going to be you're going to do add cetane one time and put 100,000 more miles on, or 10,000 more hours on this engine. So it is very important because what happens is that when you do not allow that reaction zone to be to be accomplished as soon as possible. This is even in the summertime, but specifically in the winter, accomplished as soon as possible. Then what will happen is that you will have raw fuel and it'll go into what is called the crevice region of the cylinder. And the crevice region is the is the area of the the basic definition is an area where the fuel goes to, but the flame does not. And specifically, the ringland area, which is where the top ring goes to the crown of the piston. So you end up putting a lot of raw fuel. It's atomized, but it's not combusted. It's in, in, the, it's in, the, in the liquid state, but it's atomized small particles. It's not vaporized yet. They didn't go from a, gas, from a liquid to a gaseous state. And that, over time, is going to wash the oil off the cylinder wall, and it's going to build deposits above the top ring, the compression ring package. And that is why you want to have the reaction zone started as soon as possible. If you could have that reaction zone started as soon as possible, you're going to limit that migration of the unburned fuel onto the top ring area, the ringland area, and wash the oil off the wall. 
with cylinder wall. So over time, this is going to create excessive wear. It's not going to happen one time. It's not going to happen one week or something. It's going to happen over time. So we're pushing this out because you want this engine to last, whether it's 500,000 miles or 30,000 hours or a million miles, whatever it may be. And that also goes to the point of you not wanting to warm up the engine. Now, you may say to me, I'm crazy, this and that. You don't want to warm up an engine. All right, you want to start it. And as soon as it has oil pressure, and it has it, it has some semblance of a reaction zone, so it could take a load. It may take 30 seconds, 40 seconds. It may take a minute. You want to start to put the engine under load, and that is an, a light load, and that is going to warm, accelerate the warm-up process. And if you accelerate the warm-up process, you will limit the wear in the engine, the wear in the cylinder wall, the wear in the rings, the wear in the bearings. The, the, everything will be will will decrease in wear because it's coming up to operating temperature sooner. People think that if you're letting the engine idle to warm up, yes, it's it's going to build temperature, but it's going to build temperature at such a slow rate that it, that you're going to have excessive amount of wear during that window while you're letting it idle. So that all gets back to that reaction zone and that cetane, because if you could get that reaction zone started quicker, then you're going to have complete combustion and you're not going to be putting raw fuel down by the ringland area, what is the crevice volume and, and having the fuel wash the oil off the cylinder wall. So the thing is that will that oil get into and get to the engine oil? Well, possibly over time, but more importantly, during all of those strokes before the reaction zone is started, you're having a ring package that's running on a cylinder wall with a minimum amount of lubricity. Then again, we want to keep this for 50 years, right? One or two times is not going to hurt it. Another thing that a lot of people don't recognize is that you want to limit the heat soak on the engine. So you, because it's, so what the heat soak is when you shut the engine off after it's been run, the temperature of everything under the hood, the, the cylinder head casting, everything, the turbocharger, all it increases, all right? That's why I call it an excursion. It goes higher because the cooling system is no longer working. What's going to happen is during that heat soak time, you are going to have the potential to crack the cylinder head, you're going to have the potential to damage the turbocharger. You're going to stress everything in that engine. You're also going to stress the piston and the ring package because of the elevated temperature. So this doesn't mean you can't shut the engine off, but what you need to do is let the engine idle for about a minute before you shut it off. So you're working, you're working in the field, you, you let it idle for a minute. It doesn't have to be much longer than that. And then I, I've said this a million times in the show, when it's possible, open the hood pop the hood pop the bonnet whatever you want to call it the engine cover because heat rises and you will be surprised how by limiting those thermal excursions not only will you save all the electronics the rubber hoses the seals the head gasket everything and extend its life dramatically but you will extend the life of that engine because it's just think of a crop all right you're not heat stressing at all time when you when you shut it off and, and it's you shut it right off and the, the thermal excursion goes high it's like like thermally stressing a crop or drought stressing a crop and then giving it some some water the thing is that that is over time again i'm repeating this is going to have a lot of detriment next thing that i want to tell you quickly 
is that do not forget the coolant. And I'm not talking about the freeze point, about the additive package, because you're going to, and I have a question today in the, in the uh, special delivery about the coolant. So the coolant is going to degrade from heating and cooling, heating and cooling, those thermics, those boiling events, and it's, it's not going to lose its ability to, to not freeze. It's still going to stay at the same potency, but what will basically happen is that the additive package that protects the engine will degrade. You will not see that on a refractometer. You will not see that on a hydrometer, all right? And, it, and the engine is going to start to degrade whether it's the head gasket, whether it's the cylinder wall, whether it's the radiator, whether it's an oil cooler, what have you. You have, you have to maintain that coolant. Very, very, very important. And the other thing is do not lug or over rev the engine. If you, Everybody lugs it every once in a while. I mean, but you don't want to make a habit of lugging or over revving the engine. When you lug the engine, you're putting extreme strain on the crankshaft and the bearings and the, pin, the piston pin. And when you're over revving the engine, you're putting strain in another way because of the inertial forces plus also you're straining the valve springs in the engine so it's all it all comes it so you want to work within the proper rpm range so to recap real quickly what we're basically saying we want this to last as long as possible it's very very simple additize your fuel let that let that that reaction zone start let it not build a lot of deposits let it have good atomization so you have good vaporization of the fuel all right you want to limit the heat soaks you want to open the head open the head up open the uh the hood when you possibly can all right you don't want to let it sit at idle to warm up same thing is i know lots of guys specifically combines have a lot of idling hours on it because they're sitting there with the air conditioner on waiting for the grain truck i'm not saying it's the end of the world but anytime you could limit idling an engine you never want to idle it cold to temperature and you don't want to let it sit and idle for an hour while the grain truck comes all right and do not lug or over rev it those are those are foundational things that will help make that engine last for for exponentially to what it would over time if you ignored them Hello everyone, I'm Ty McClary from the Cowboy Channel. Over the years, there's been some great moments of the National Finals Rodeo. The first one that comes to mind for me is back in 2001 when world champion tie-down roper Cody Ole blew his knee out halfway through his run in round number nine to power through that run and still come out with a world title. We'll have it all for you on the best of the best from the National Finals Rodeo right here on the Cowboy Channel. We start the discussion about meatflation that we've all heard so much about. New ways to buy and sell livestock. Crew, we introduce you to LivestockMarket.com, one of our newest partners. Join me, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. This weekend on Ranch It Up as we bring you those stories and more. This Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Save big on CommoditeAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year is on now. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Shop on CommoditeAg.com for huge savings. That's CommoditeAg.com. 
It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. If you've scanned the Sirius XM dial looking for outdoors radio, hunting, fishing, the shooting sports, you know there's not a lot there. But you will find it here. Rural Radio Channel 147. Kinder Outdoors. Saturday mornings at 9 Eastern. Hello, welcome back. I know I went through that quickly, but those are the important bullet points, and they're very, very easy to accomplish. It's no big deal, uh, anything that I stated there, but it's that mindset of you doing them. And I said again, if, you, you know, if you're going to keep it a year or two years or three years, you're going to get tra- traded in. Well, what that's up to you. Do what you want. But if you truly want the engines, the diesel engines to last, those simple steps, that's the N, P, and K of crop nutrition. All right, the PK of of taking care of a diesel engine. But we're not going to have a toolbox test today because I ran long again. But we definitely, definitely have to bring in Tex Rubinowitz because from Ripsaw Records. Come on in, Tex. All right, thank you so much, Tex. We got a letter here from Peter Petrasek. I do not know where he is from. He says, I have a 1999 Peterbilt with a C13 cat that I bought used with coolant in the oil. I got it very cheaply. When we pulled it apart, we found the cylinder liners had random pinholes. They were not in a row. Do you think that this is cavitation? Alrighty. So basically, in essence, it's you, it's it's one of two things. It's either cavitation erosion, which is air bubbles from a lack of, for the most part, for a lack of taking care of the coolant, the coolant, or it is a electrolysis, which means that it has a bad ground circuit. Now, it depends how random they are. It could, it could be either because I don't have a picture of it, but historically if they are random let me say they they were not in a row if if they are random then it usually is a ground circuit problem it usually is electrolysis instead of cavitation and the reason why is that electricity electricity constantly goes through the path of least resistance what you basically need to do is whether it's electrolysis or whether it's cavitation. If it's cavitation, then the person neglected the coolant. That's simple. If it's electrolysis, then the, the truck has most likely a bad ground circuit. So that is something that once you get the engine up and running and fix it, that you will need to determine it. If you could send me a picture, a, a cell phone picture of Hot Rod Farmer at farm, the farmmachinerydigest.com, I could help define that a little bit better for you. Because sometimes when somebody says they're not in a row, it, it may not be in a perfect, perfect row, all right? But historically, uh, what you're calling not in a row may not be. But either case, it's not the end of the world. It most likely either has a bad ground 
or that it has the person neglected to call it. So listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day. Stay safe, and I'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't miss Rodeo Vegas at the Mirage, home of the biggest rodeo after party in Las Vegas, going on nightly this December 2nd through the 11th during Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Join the NFR's official after party, Rodeo Vegas, for live viewing parties, unbeatable drink specials, and free nightly concerts from country music's biggest stars. Visit mirage.com NFR for the best room deals. Only one question remains, are you ready? Save big on CommoditAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year is on now. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Shop on CommoditAg.com for huge savings. That's CommoditAg.com. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now... You can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets. I'm John Jenkinson. It's all about the rural lifestyle and the ag industry. It's not just farming. Your money. Hi, this is Christina Loren with the Market Day Report. Our coverage of news, weather, and the commodity markets targeted to rural America. Your information. I'm Darren Hefty. I'm Brian Hefty. Darren and I host the Ag PhD Radio Show. Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147, or listen on the Sirius XM app. Las Vegas is turning into Cowboy Town for the NFR, and we have over 10 hours of coverage a day. I'm Amy Wilson Cameron, and you'll see me on the tailgate party, WSR pre and post shows, and interviewing the winners at the Thomas and Mac.